This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast, helping take your leadership to the next level. And the one to help us do that is sitting across from me, Dr. Richard Blackaby. Good to be with you, as always, Sam. It's always a pleasure, Richard. And Especially when you bring your two little grand, my little granddaughters with you. Yeah. Uh, You're you seeming know. pretty chipper, considering you just had a, it, it, like you have to have a whole mule train to bring all their oh, stuff in the car to the house. Quite the entourage now. And, <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, we've, we've managed to get places on time, um, the, the few places that we have to go. <laughs> Uh, we we're, we're trying not to go too many places these days, well, but uh, when uh, we do, we've two little girls that's somehow amazing. managed to get out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> no, Claire's been. Uh, she's really, I think, loving being a big sister, and so that's that's always uh, uh, just really cute to well, see. I think she likes being in charge. <laughs> yeah, well, she certainly has uh, her preferences, and she makes no bones about making those known. So <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, and maybe a natural-born leader. Uh, I, I would not be surprised. She'll she'll certainly lead her little sister. That's that's uh, for sure. Um, well, today we want to talk about, uh, and, we, and we've talked about this some before, but maybe before we get into it, I should, uh, uh, you know, maybe I'll just ask, um, how are your uh, beloved Savers doing? Well, you they know, won their last game. Okay. So, you know, they're on a winning streak. A um, month? Or? Well, you, said it's a, you said it's a winning streak yeah. of one? <laughs> that's, that's a, I didn't say it was a long winning streak. <laughs> We well, started yeah. a new trend. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I realized I. We finally know. played a team that has a worse record than us, and there's not there very is many. one. Said, well, yeah, there's not many, but th- there is. So there's one, and when we played them, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just well, played them all the time. We'd be in first place in the yeah, league right now. You know, so. you just need to keep shipping up those uh, daily devotionals. There's, there's, po- there's positive. Know? There's there's positive signs, though. I I have hope still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every season, there's at least one positive <laughs> sign that you can cling to. <laughs> Uh, well, well. Uh, Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, so I just I, I felt, was having. A I felt. Good day. Yeah, you know. Well, now I am. So <laughs> <laughs> I felt I had to. Uh, it's been so long, and you just hadn't mentioned it. So well, I, I, I will thought, when it's the t- it's I, I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, today, uh, you know, uh, we want to talk about uh, perhaps leaving well or or uh, ending something well, and we've talked we've touched on this some before in the past, but this is I would say perhaps the most difficult and and uh least trained or least uh talked about thing uh whether it's succession planning i think is sort of a, a maybe a bigger deal but just knowing when to end something knowing when to leave yeah. and and how to leave and and to do it well yeah because um, many times you know things are great under your leadership and as soon as you're out the door you know, everything falls apart. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's just something that we don't talk often enough about. Well, and, you know, we, we focus on arriving and starting and, and beginning things and honeymoon periods. And what do you do the first couple of months when you get to your new job and you try to adjust uh, your leadership team or you start to address the culture and so on? You, you maybe recast the vision there's there's lots of of uh, help for leaders in what do you do when you hit the ground how do you hit the ground running and yeah. do you, how soon do you start making changes and yeah. all of that kind of stuff but uh but i feel like in many ways a lot of leaders work can be undone because we leave at the wrong time hmm. sometimes people leave too soon they were just getting things in place there was just some momentum uh developing they finally got 
uh, a, a leadership team together that was all in sync and working together and and uh, and but then they leave and the the fruit that would have come uh, is kind of short circuited and now they've yeah. got to start all over again with another leader. So sometimes we we can go through some of the hard work of addressing issues, cleaning stuff up, getting uh, the, the team kind of aligned with the vision that you have. Um, but I think sometimes, though, we also can um, undo our work by leaving either at the wrong time, leaving too late, um, or maybe leaving in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think a lot of that, it's sad when you can work and work and work, and then because of the way you leave, see so much of that effort just uh, crumble around you. Yeah. And so, you know, several things I would just say, again, this is just kind of a, a catch-all list perhaps, but um, I know a lot of folks, uh, it seems like I've been talking to many, uh, even lately, that know that, um, that a time is fast approaching when they will need to leave their current job. And, and sometimes it's because they're going to retire. They're, they're at an age where... They may not continue working full time like they used to. Yeah, and others just feel like, I think I've done what I can here, and um, and for those people in particular, um, I think that they really need some help to be able to say, okay, but they they don't necessarily want me to leave. They'd be happy if I stayed, but I just feel like um, there just seems to be some signs that it's time for me to start looking for God's next assignment for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so here, here's just several things. Of course, it, there's a few different issues involved if, you, if it's time to retire and if it's just time for you to look for your next assignment. But uh, and maybe we can uh, we can probably break retirement into its own yeah its own episode um, yeah you know and uh, we could probably revisit that. I'm sure there's a lot of that you would do differently uh, retiring versus just yeah taking the, a, a different career or a, a next assignment or whatever. yeah. But I think sometimes when you just look at your current role, whether it's and and you you ask yourself. Is it time to move on, whether it's retiring or, or just finding my next assignment? What are the signs uh, that would tell me that, that now is the time? And, uh, and a couple of things uh, I would say. One is just measure the progress toward the vision. And that is when you came there, when you sense perhaps that God was leading you to your current job, hopefully you sought what God's vision was for that place. Mm-hmm. What, why was God bringing you there? Maybe it was a church that was very divided and had had a big split before you got there, and they needed healing. They needed to have a new vision for reaching out instead of fighting within. Yeah. Or maybe you came to a company that had chronically been losing money or uh, underperforming, maybe had a turnover of key uh, employees year by year, um, and they just maybe had some unhealthy processes. Um Maybe they were just uh, really outdated in a lot of their methodology and really needed some updating. And and whatever it might have been, you came in and you realized, okay, here's some specific things that I, I feel like God's called me to do and that maybe I'm good at doing. Maybe that's my, you know, that's my wheelhouse. I just, I really love doing those kind of things and that's what this place needs. Uh, and so when you started out, you had a sense, okay, here's what needs to happen. And, and now you look and you feel like, 
okay, we've, we've done all that. It, now it's healthy. Now we're making great profits. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes what happens is now that things are healthy, we really don't want to leave. We've, we've done all the hard work. And why leave now? I finally got this place healthy and, and firing on all cylinders. And it might be that God might say, well, yeah, that's, you get to you know, enjoy the fruit of your labors now for the next while. Um, but what you want to ask yourself is, what progress have we made since I've been here? Mm-hmm. Because on the other hand, you might look and realize, you know what? You haven't solved a solitary problem yet. The, the, the key problems, the key issues you came here for are all still there. And so how can I leave yet? I, I haven't really done what I was brought here to do. So yeah. no, I shouldn't leave yet. I, I need to bear down and really get some stuff done. So I, anyone who tells me that they, they're feeling perhaps that they it might be time for them to leave their current job, I always want to ask, well, have you done what God called you there to do? Uh, did you, have you, you know, cleaned up the mess that God brought you there for? Have you turned things around to a, a profitable uh, place? And if you haven't done that, then why would you think you need to leave? Maybe it's just gotten harder than you thought and you just want to quit. Uh, that's yeah. not a good reason for leaving. Um, and so watch that. And, and secondly, evaluate the uh, kind of a, a closely related to that is just what evaluate your current results. Uh, you know, besides just the long term vision of did, have we gotten where the vision is? Um, how are things going? I mean, how are sales? Mm-hmm. How is uh, church growth? Uh, and here's a here's one dynamic I, I've seen, unfortunately, a lot of times, and that might be for instance, maybe there's a pastor who's been at his, uh, come to the church. He's been there 20 years, but for the last 10 years, there's been steady decline year after year after year, less people in attendance than the year before. And I'm not, you know, we can talk about not the COVID kind of glitches where everybody's attendance went down, but, but besides that, just a steady, steady decline. And, you know, I, I don't know why this is, but there are certain pastors and certain business leaders that even though things keep declining, sales are down, attendance is down, um, they, they somehow convince themselves that they need to stay because they, they keep feeling like either they can turn it around or that no one, no one really knows how to lead this group but them. And they've been there for long enough that uh, you know, I've been here 20 years. I, I know these people. I know this neighborhood. I, I know this market. Um, and if anybody's going to get this thing turned around, it's going to be me. But the, the, but the, 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 uh, the numbers suggest that after a decade of decline, you don't know. You yeah. don't know how to lead this organization anymore. Maybe you, you used to, but things have changed and the results are not good. And so you'll see a pastor, I've literally seen pastors come to a church running 200. Now they're down to 15 or 20 and they're, they're running 10% of what they were when they arrived, but they still won't leave. They still somehow feel like I need to stay. And they're literally going to drive this church right into the, into the graveyard by staying, but they, but they just they look at the number. I mean, they can't help but see all the empty chairs and they can't yeah. see the small offerings coming in, but they somehow convince themselves, no, I, now they need me more than ever. Yeah. And I would say, well, your leadership is what got them into the emergency room. Um, yeah. 
that you've, your leadership hasn't been intensive care. So why would you think more of that kind of leadership is what your organization needs? Well, and maybe this is uh, maybe it's its own podcast, but I kind of want to camp out on this idea of, uh, you know, let's say that that pastor um, who 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 shrinks the church down, you know, 90 percent. Um, and, and, and needing to recognize it's, it's time to leave. I suspect that leaving is not going to fix um, the leadership that got him there in the first place. Um, so what, what would you say to, that, to a pastor like that? That, that you know, you've, you've, you've grown your church down negative 90%, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, sure, you may you know, love the people there, you know, you have a heart for God's people, but uh, obviously whatever you're doing isn't working. And if you do in fact leave, and if that's the right choice, um, uh, you know, presumably that person's going to lead something else and to, to prevent from, you know, being right back in the same spot again. Like what, what would you say to someone? Like yeah. That? Well, and uh, you know, I've, I've, I've obviously said it sounds a little harsh, but I've, I've said at that point, really, you've got one of two choices. You can either grow or you can go, but yeah. You can't keep doing what you're doing. And so if you're going to keep leading the same way, you've got to go. You yeah. need to get out of the way because the organization is bigger than you. And uh, if you stubbornly just refuse to go, and to be really crassly honest, sometimes people get to a point where if they've taken a, a church from 200 to 20, they don't have a lot of other options. There's not a lot of other churches clamoring for their, their, you know, their, their leadership and saying, come do the same for us. So they don't have anywhere else to go. Mm. So sometimes the reason they don't they don't leave is if they would. I mean, I don't know how many people want to come week after week and see fewer and fewer people attending or fewer yeah. and fewer sales taking place. Um, but it, it's demoralizing to do that. Yeah. But but there are some that but but they have nowhere to go. They they still need an income. They still need a job. So they they, they I've literally seen people stay, keep collecting paychecks right till they close the door. Uh, because there's nowhere else to go, and to me, that I, I understand the the dilemma that some people are in, but it is I, I think it's really a lack of integrity. If you if you can't grow, if you can't change, or you won't, then you you at least owe it to the organization to step aside. And to be really really frank, there are some people that are scared to death that yeah. if they do step aside, some other whippersnapper is going to come in. And within a few months, things are going to turn around and it'll become obvious that, that you, the real you problem the was the leader. Not yeah. it, you, can, you can blame everybody else for not working hard and blame the economy and blame COVID and blame all kinds of things. And then someone else comes along and despite all of that, it starts to grow. And so sometimes I've literally seen people stay just because they were scared to death if they left it would it, things might turn around very mm -hmm. rapidly and then it would be obvious who, what the problem was and yeah well so, let's take a let's take a quick break here and uh, when we come back we'll finish up come here from richard blackaby live march 28th through the 30th at the billy graham training center at the cove in an event titled the senior celebration living victoriously in a troubling confusing and dangerous world Peace and tranquility can be shattered in an instant by our hostile culture or the trials we face. How do we live with joy and confidence in the Lord, no matter the circumstances? Come study Mark 4 and learn to rest in Christ's power to deliver us from the brokenness of our world. Richard would love to meet you at this event, and we hope to see you there. 
You can find out more at thecove.org, and we'll leave links in the show notes. So, Richard, we're talking about uh, leaving well, and uh, that's, you know, probably never an easy thing to do, whether you leave on good terms or, or not good terms. Um, but what are some more things that we can look at as, as we contemplate leaving our current assignment, whether that's for retirement or for our next assignment? Yeah. W- another one, it would simply be passion. Have you, do you still, are you still passionate about your work? I, you mm-hmm. know, I, it's always a sign for me. If, if I see someone that when I get talking to a leader and, and ask them how things are going, and it might even be through some challenging times right now, but they get talking and they've got dreams and visions mm-hmm. and they're excited about possibilities and what they're working on. That's always a good sign. Yeah. But if you've lost that passion, I, I talk to other leaders and there's really nothing, they don't seem at all excited. They're, yeah. they'll, and, and the words they use were, well, we're hanging in there. You know, we're, you know, things could be worse. <laughs> that That's not passion. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I, when I hear people, it seems clear they've lost their passion. And I just don't know how you lead without passion. If you're not excited about yeah. where you're serving, about what your organization is producing and doing, uh, it's just hard to uh, excite other people to serve with you. So take, a, take an inventory of your passion. And really, if it's just getting to be a burden, I mean, I know leaders, I know pastors that they don't look forward to Sunday. I mean, they look forward to Monday when they're going to go fishing, but not to Sunday, uh, their big day. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I always love Sunday. That was always my best, my biggest day. I love, I, I've got yeah. geared up all week for our big day when all the people will be here. And, uh, I, I kind of always had a bit of a downer on Monday cause had a whole week until people came back. But if you, if you lose that passion, then there's something wrong. I think too, uh, evaluate your team. Look at the people that you're leading with. Uh, are, are they unified? Are they excited? Is there are you are you attracting other quality people to work with you? If you look around and you can't get you can't fill positions, nobody wants to come work on your team, mm-hmm. or you certainly can't get high high caliber people to do that. That ought to also be a sign. What what people are saying is, as I've looked at your leadership and your organization, it's not appealing right now. It doesn't seem to be going anywhere. If, I, if I've got options, why would I choose to saddle up with you? Uh, yeah. On the other hand, if you've got uh, some young bucks that are are eager to to get to work and they're filled with ideas and excited about wh- where you're going, then that's that's a sign. Uh, you know, and you and you might be an older leader, that but you can attract, you know, set set younger ones free, and and kind of right sound with that is innovation. Look at your organization um, again, whether it's a church, whether it's a, a business, uh, some kind of organization, and ask yourself, what have we done that's new? Mm-hmm. What innovation? What creative idea have we run with? Uh, and if it's been a while, if it's just really several years of just cranking out the same product, the same program year out in and year out, that's also maybe a sign that you, you, if, if your organization has grown stale, then probably you as a leader have grown stale. Yeah. And uh, again, that's a sign that perhaps uh, it, it's time to move on. I would look at your attitude as well. Um, I see some people that over time, they, they maybe came in with a can-do attitude, a positive attitude, uh, but over time, maybe some disappointments, some setbacks have come along and, 
and now um, you're not nearly as excited. Uh, yeah, I remember when I was uh, leading a seminary, at one point um, I had someone on staff uh, tell me that, boy, I sure use the word excited a lot. You, maybe I should try to diversify a little bit. And every memo, every announcement, I had the word excited in there several times. And they were like, boy, you know, that's kind of, you're kind of overusing that layer, word. Richard. It's like, okay, well, I mean, but, but that probably was an indication of how I felt. I was excited. Yeah. And so it kept coming out. Uh, but it, but it, at certain points, if you've been somewhere for a while, you might not even realize it, but you've kind of lost some of that excitement. You've mm-hmm. lost the enthusiasm, uh, and maybe you become a little cynical. Uh, you you might, if you're not careful, you might have some negativity might have crept in, and so check your attitude. Uh, do you have the kind of attitude that could successfully lead this organization for another five or ten years? Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you're not expecting much, if you're kind of cynical, if you're bitter, uh, resentful then maybe that you just don't have the kind of attitude really required uh, to, to lead into the future. Um, I'd say uh, also just, you know, just growth. Um, personally, are you still growing in your role? Um, are you growing as a leader? Are you growing as a person? I've said this, we've, we've come at this lots of times, but uh, when a leader stops growing, so does their organization. And yeah. when a leader stops growing, uh, people customers, staff pay the price. And uh, so try to be honest with yourself and say, when was the last time I grew? When was the last time I had an aha moment? I got all excited and I I couldn't wait to get back in the office and talk with my team about what God was showing me or what I had just learned and what I wanted to implement. And uh, again, if it's been a while, uh, it might mean that you're not growing in your role anymore. And and certainly, uh, maybe if you're not at retirement age, but what you what that might indicate is just you need a new challenge. Yeah, uh, you you need a different job. You still need to work, but but find something that's going to challenge you afresh and get you growing again. Um, yeah, I I had that experience at one point. I think uh, where part of why God moved me on was simply because I'd gotten fairly good at what I did, and uh, I didn't really feel like I had to grow that much. Um, to keep doing the job. And mm-hmm. when you stop growing, you start dying. And so there's lots of little signs that can just be kind of like a red light. Maybe the last one I would just say is, uh, especially when you're looking at retirement, but even moving on, if you all of a sudden see an Elisha walking about, uh, basically you're someone that could replace you, uh, a younger version of, of a leader, uh, that, that I, I always want to take that seriously. Uh, I, yeah. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of leaders who feel threatened by Elisha's. If they see some young uh, exec that that uh, is always coming up with new ideas and always wanting more responsibility and, and just a workhorse, uh, sometimes the, the top leader can feel intimidated, like, this guy's just aiming for my job. And uh, instead of saying, you know what, at this point I could walk away and there's someone right here I know could take over and do a good job. Why would God put that person here? Maybe maybe God's sending an Elisha because he knows that he's getting ready to move this Elijah on somewhere else. And so don't don't feel threatened by that, uh, especially if the person's not conniving or trying to undermine you. They're just they're just eager and passionate about their work. Um, 
then maybe that's just a sign. If you if a replacement has shown up, that might be God's way of saying, I'm getting ready to replace you. Well, Richard, uh, I appreciate you walking us through this. And I think uh, for our listeners, um, something that I think would be super helpful and, and you always get a great response from is uh, your book, Seasons, The Seasons of God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the winter section mm-hmm. in there, I think, has a lot of great insights for you know, knowing when to close things off. And so I'll just uh, leave that as a recommendation. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and what we always say with that is don't, don't be afraid of when don't don't be afraid of endings, because yeah. with God, whenever he ends something, it's always because he's going to introduce something new. Right. And so rather than grieving the fact that a good ride is coming to an end, just start getting excited that For God's got one. something fresh yeah. and new right around the corner. Great. Well, I think this is a great place to leave it. And uh, until next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackme.org.